Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Sometimes you have a thing. Yeah, no. Or you make a sound. No, that was in, that was the silence was the thing. Right, okay. The pause, you're waiting, was the art. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of art, I just went to Seattle. <laughs> it's not as artsy as you'd think. No, Seattle's not super yeah. artsy. In it's the 90s music, it was. music scene. No, it wasn't even already then. Meaning for music. Oh, for music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I bet you there's still something going on there. Oh, no, there were definitely, there was a homeless guy playing a guitar on a street corner. Every you know, street corner. For change. And then there was a guitar guy playing guitar on the airport. Did you go to the original Starbucks? I drove by it. Yeah. Because what I did was the Fisherman's pub- Wharf. That public market thing, yeah. yeah. They're kind of Fisherman's Wharf. I kind of was just driving through downtown and then heading south, and then the next thing I know, I saw the giant yeah. public. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm going. Did you see the guys throwing the fish? No, I didn't get out because I, I was driving through, and it was it was, a, it was Saturday, so it was oh, just my God. swamped. And I'm yeah. like, if I find a space, if I'm driving through and someone's leaving. There's like 11 spaces I've been there. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of cool that you can drive through it. You don't have mm-hmm. to like park half a mile away for 50 bucks. Or, yeah. So I'm like, if I find a space, I'll get out. Otherwise, I'm going to be circling, then I'm going to get mad, and I'm not about that shit. <laughs> so I drove through. There was some cheese store thing that people recommended. That place was swamped. And yeah. then I drove further. I saw the original Starbucks. There's people just taking pictures. Yeah. And that was just crazy. And then I got to the end. There was no parking. I'm like, well, I guess I saw the public market. Yeah. <laughs> the original Starbucks it. isn't technically a franchise Starbucks. It's its own thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not like it's not owned by the same. Apparently, from what I understand, it's not owned by the same Starbucks Corporation. Well, how did, how did that work? Did they buy? He franchised the name and the guy. Uh, what's his? I forget his name. Howard Schultz. Howard Schultz franchised yeah. the name and just like the kind of the way they did it. But like that's why the logo is kind of different. It's their oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like their own trip, and then he's and then he just kind of. So he's like, "Can I borrow some of your elements of?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. So they can't. If all of the Starbucks in the world shut down, that would be the last one. I believe so. Yeah. That would be so funny. Us, uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be the last go, and then it was just us again. Yeah, like he's telling <laughs> a story around a fire. Yeah, <laughs> things got kind of big for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of big and uh, growing and and franchises, our guest today is the dad, one of the dads of all things comedy, mm-hmm. Mr. Al Madrigal, one of the two fathers, the Howard Schultz of all things comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Al, you would know from uh, The Daily Show. Al, yeah. Al has been on the, yeah, the fucking Daily Show. Yeah, still on The Daily Show. Still on The Daily which Show. Which he was talking, I didn't know. He's I also he on a new hit show on NBC called About a Boy. F, yeah. Which is hot shit. NBC, like, Al, the show is so good it managed to become a hit on NBC, which is hard to do. It's near impossible. Near impossible. Yeah. With uh, another friend of mine, David Walton. It's a funny show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, heartwarming. Al's on it. And, uh, yeah, we get into... Just like work ethic a lot, and like how to. It, if you're a comic, you should listen to this. Cause it's just about like how Al's really successful, and uh, but yeah. the reason is he works his ass off of his body. We should say this though that if you're a comic, listen to this. It it does not, however, turn into a comedy podcast. No, where we no, talk no. about the ins and outs. It's mostly like a because you don't hear this a lot, like the being good at the business side. Yeah. Like just the getting shit done part of comedy. Yeah. Not like, how do you write material? How do you this? How do you yeah. that? Al used to work in corporate America and he talks about that and it's just about like work. And yeah. Just work and, and doing what you want not sitting on your ass. Yeah. Because people, people, he's one of those people you think that about because 
He does so many different things at once. And on top of that, he's married and has kids. Yeah, has a wife. So and that's kids. a whole nother level. Like the comics that have no one to answer to and yeah. are still like, it's hard. Yeah. And you're like, you don't even have a wife and children. <laughs> yeah, you have all, you're only supporting yourself. Yeah, you're just you sitting around and you can't, you know, yeah. get whatever you want done, done. Um, which every comic's gone through that to some degree. You're like, how do I do it? I can't do it. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he gets into that. He tells some pretty funny stories about. Uh, he has a good one with Ari mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. going on the road. Um, yeah, he has a, re- a few really, really good stories yeah. in there. Uh, and then some info on all things comedy at the at the beginning. Yep. He gives out. Um, and then, oh, you know what I should say too is thank you to who the listeners on our show. A few of them came to the parlor. Parlor shouldn't see. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. There was this guy. I was like. There's only one restroom, like one set of restrooms. Like so, you and everyone in the audience right. pretty much have to use the same one. So after the show's over, I'm waiting in this long men's room line, and this guy goes, he taps me on the shoulder. He goes, "A, good job. B, you're the reason I'm wearing these jeans right now." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I love your podcast." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But I couldn't get into it. Like I didn't yeah. even ask him his name or talk about the jeans because like we're literally in a men's room. Like, oh, fucking sweet, let me see your crotch blow out, bro. <laughs> like, how's that going down there? How's your fading? I'm like all on my knees. Um, so, but yeah, there are a few of those people, and then hopefully we'll have some new listeners because yeah. I I plug the shit out of it up there. Uh, so if you're from Seattle and you're at those shows, thank you. I hope you had fun. Uh, and if you're a new listener because you saw me in Seattle, welcome. To the best podcast called All Occasionally Awesome. Welcome ever. to the rest of your life. Yeah, I know. Um, what else? Where are you anywhere this week? Uh, no, I gotta go to. I'm out of town, so uh, working, so I'm not doing any stand up. Okay. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna be in Portland. I'm gonna try to rough together some spots. Rough. So you're in Portland, and you want to uh, have me do comedy? Hit me up. You got to find out who's at Helium. Yeah. Maybe you can do a guest spot if it's someone yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm gonna hit up some friends that. I'm um, familiar with that area. And then you got to have people hit you up with food spots. Oh, yeah. I'll do There's that. There's so much good food up there. Yeah. I'll do Especially that. for your pussy vegan diet. That's perfect. It really is. There's so much good vegan. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be. Oh, oh, this uh, Saturday I met UCB, uh, Hello Giggles show. It's a storyteller show about travel nightmares. It's me. And Max Greenfield's going to be on it. Oh, and nice. Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's cool. I didn't know they were still doing those Hello Giggles yeah. live shows. Mm-hmm. So come fuck with that UCB Saturday. That's cool. What 13. time? Uh, I believe 10. Boom. Uh, I'm in town. I'll be at uh, the Laugh Factory Thursday at 10 p.m. Uh, that's a showcase, too. So come out and support that. Uh, we need the crowd, and I need you to boo everyone else and cheer for me. <laughs> and... It's the Laugh Factory, 10 p.m. And then I'm at the Comedy Store a couple nights, a few nights this week. Check the websites. I'll be there. Um, and that's it. We now bring you Al Madrigal. Find myself across fingers in the rubble there. Um, <laughs> so what is new at all things? Uh, we have a lot of people coming on. It's it's very exciting uh, that we started this thing in October of 2013 with 10 podcasts. And the original ones that came on, I think we had Jackie Cation, Baron Vaughn, 
uh, myself, my sort of defunct podcast that I had with Maz Jabrani and Chris Spencer called Minivan Men. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr, Ari Shafir, your mom's house. We started with these 10 podcasts. And people just sort of trusting me and Bill. Me and Bill swore when we started this not to make money off the backs of the other comedians. Right. That was how this began. Because we saw a lot of other networks and we saw a lot of other... Uh, people saying, oh, this is actually working and there's some money that's going to be, this yeah. is the future of comedians reaching Let's out. Let's exploit them. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. And They're so, all on pot. Let's take advantage. Yeah. <laughs> if you do go to All Things Comedy and you listen to, there's this great, and he did it you know, when we started in October of 2013, but on the About Us page, there's a great little sound clip from Bill. Yeah. You ever, ever you heard I've that? I've heard that, yeah. Hey, yeah, fucking, did they're going to stick their hands in and take all our <laughs> shit yeah. fucking behind the music Fuck bullshit. Them. It's a horrible business model because it actually fucking makes sense for the artists, and it really is. This is an agreement that we would sign. This is a deal that we'd get into um, because... Again, we're we're both working. I think people realize that that Bill is becoming, if not one of the top comedians in the country. Yeah, and now with him behind this, sort of saying, "I'm going to make a deal and create a company where the artist, no matter what we make, gets a fair shake and owns their shit." Like, there's no re. I don't want to own this. Yeah, what are you going to do with it? Occasionally, I say, "What am I? I don't have time." What are you flappers? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, we, we do this show, we just really want to distribute these podcasts well. So we start in 2013 with, and we have 40 now. Wow. And we have, and this is not yet announced, but it'll be announced here, and we'll see if we, how many people are actually listening. Um, right. that, <laughs> Pressure's um, on. <laughs> Jim Brewer is on. Yeah. Uh, Doug Stanhope is coming on. That has not of, that's not official. I talked to Dana Gould the other day, who's wow. going to talk to Eddie Pepitone about it. And Eddie's got nothing but nice things to say. Yeah. And because uh, he was one of the original people that signed on um, to, with the Longshot podcast. And now he has his own called Pep Talks. And uh, we have Burt Kreischer, who's on, who is That's great. great. So we have all these. And Doug Stanhope, I think it says it all, because he's not, if, if you're a comedy fan and you know about anything about Doug's career, he's gone through these brown paper bag tickets, uh, brown paper tickets, uh, and done his own shows. He's tried to work outside the comedy club system oh, yeah. and gone to his fans directly. So... The fact that he's going to be involved with this says so much about yeah. what we're doing. It's, about it's like pretty amazing. The so integrity. All of the things network. comedy is the minor threat of yeah. It's the podcast no, it's networks. The no effects. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. the crass. Yeah, and and uh, it's you punk not, rock. Yeah, <laughs> United Artists, where we can actually own something that distributes our content. So now we we have to start thinking like a funny or die and getting sponsored content. We can reach out to our fans directly, but then we also need to reach out to advertisers directly as well. Yeah. So here comedians are. This again, I have a business background prior to getting into stand up comedy, but we we are organized. Everybody thinks we're like these these selfish, and we are. We're like these, everyone's out for themselves. And yeah. um, now with social media, you have the ability to in technology. You guys are recording on this fucking thing. Um, <laughs> the ability to reach our fans directly, and we don't need the middlemen like we used to. Yeah. I found out through stand-up records that... So we're starting a record company. We're going to release Sam Tripoli's. We released Dave, Dave Anthony's. We released Jackie Cation's Jackie Hour Cation. Special. Yeah. 
Um, and she got 100% of the money for that. 100%. No yeah. ownership. It doesn't make any sense as a fucking business. It really doesn't. It's just a, it's a shitty business. Mm-hmm. The kid, the kid, the guy who's running it, he's our operations manager, Emmett, said he wanted stock options. And I go... In what? <laughs> in what? You know this business. You see yeah. how, like, and me and Bill are actually in this month going out of our pocket to pay for his salary because we haven't been doing our ATC shows. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that is our main source of income. Is Bill yeah. donates his time and we do a big show. But we're out of pocket on this because we believe so strongly in how this is going to set up and what it'll eventually become. But think about this. It's a. Um, it's a distribute. We're distribu- distributing podcasts right now, and yeah. that's content that uh, comedians have to offer. And we're assembling a pretty damn big network. Yeah, and with great names. And then we're gonna have vi- we're gonna have videos. So if we have video ideas, we'll be able to do what Funny or Die is doing. Yeah. Then you get into sponsored video, and we did this a little bit with TiVo, but people can come to us with an idea. And you can have Tom Papa and Jake Johansson create yeah. your fucking commercial campaign. Yeah. Why? Over some copywriter that tried to be an Oprah Micer in yeah. New York 10 years ago? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it's amazing. So yeah. you can have professional comedians. So we can work as an advertising agency. We can work as a company that gets a video sponsored. We can uh-huh. do events. There's all kinds of shit that we can hang off of this. But I think right now we just want to be great at distributing the podcast. We want to sort of close up shop a little bit and stick with maybe the 45 that we're going to have. Yeah. And say, okay, what can we do for them? How can we? So you guys are going to be getting an email shortly about how we can start to work together to drive track at, traffic to a, occasionally awesome. I think I just um, got it. You guys are good. Jesus, you should be getting that now. (laughs) Whoa! Al's got this new cell phone that just lives in his brain. (laughs) Just taps his temple, and things go. But this had to be done. It the fact that um, somebody else was going to do this, and there's other sort of frenemies that we have that are working in this area. You have Nerdist with Chris Hardwick, and I love the fact that he owns it. But he made a fortune selling that, Mm -hmm. and I feel just like our names I think are, are super strong the fact that we have all these guys and Bill and Ari and Tom Segura and yeah. you guys and we, we're, it's a good group I started realizing that when like when I do shows and people go like what do you want as an intro one of them has always mentioned the podcast and then as I'm telling the MC, I go it's called Occasionally Awesome and they go huh and I go it's on the All Things Comedy Network more and more when I say All Things Comedy the MC will go oh whoa my friend didn't go, know oh cool have like a My friend Travis, who came to the show awesome. at the Ice House, didn't know I had a podcast, but knew what All Things Comedy was. Whoa. Like he was like, "Oh, you're on ATC." He's like, "Why didn't you fucking yeah. tell like me?" That's <laughs> happening more and more. Like now. He was like, "How'd you get on ATC?" I was like, "I don't." I, I, I asked Al, <laughs> but he was he knew what that was. Yeah. That's but, another thing is that we're put in a weird spot now where we have people coming to us that I don't know right. that, and now I'm going to have to be the guy, and I don't want to be the guy. That's why we started a board. We have a board of supervisors where we Okay, Ari Shafir's on your board. Well, Ari Shafir is on <laughs> our uh, board. You but can't Ari- be here. You can't have a podcast, sir. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ari, Ari has great opinions and no, yeah. ad- advice for how that, there are, that's there, but that's because uh, there's there's the two Aris there's Ari there's Ari who's on your board who's very smart Ari's a really bright guy and then there's then there's drug Ari <laughs> like yeah. the one who's like uh, like uh, called me apologizes uh, to me for things he texts me when he's on mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> Ari slapped me in the face this is a story I told but I went and took 
gravity bong hits down at La Jolla. You know, you go to La Jolla, and when you first start going down there, because Comedy Store, if people don't know this, has a comedy club in on Sunset Strip, and then you, they have a comedy club uh, in San Diego, which is just sort of north of San Diego and is really ritzy place. But San yeah. Diego, until just recently, didn't have any other comedy no, club. No, it was the only one. Yeah. But it was like this little vacation that comics could go on. I'm not yeah. sure. Excuse me if you guys have you discussed La Jolla no. before. So not really. No. You go down there, and it's like this no rules sister club yeah. of our our other club that had no rules at all. <laughs> yeah, so, no rules. <laughs> so you'd go down there with friends and you say, okay, and they open up the book and they say, who do you want to go down that's there That's how you and I met. Or that's how we became friends. When we did La Jolla. <laughs> you, asked to, you, you requested me to go to La Jolla. Oh. Yeah, a lot of friendships are formed that. that way. Yeah. Because you spent like two, three days together in a condo. Yeah. Hanging out. Doing shows, mm-hmm. you leave the condo. You don't stay in the condo. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's gross. It's, yeah. It is gross. Sam Kennison coffee table. They remodeled yeah. it, but it just it yeah. made it, it worse. It's a gross vibe. Sheets Very being gross. held together by dead skin cells. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, I forgot. You're the biggest germ foam ever. Yeah. <laughs> the face you're making right now is terrifying. <laughs> I would you're get shaking. Well, I have a thing with comedy condos where I would get sleeping bags. If I yeah. go on the road <laughs> and I ever had to stay in a condo, which I haven't for years because I it's that's the one thing in my writer is I insist that it's like I get to pick the hotel. Yeah. I don't even want them to pick their hotel. Oh, I yeah. want oh, That's cool. You get to pick it. That's I right. pick my hotel. You give me the stipend for whatever you were going to pay for that other hotel and uh-huh. I'll take care of the hotel. That's I don't a good idea. Yeah. Don't and then you can hotel tonight it. You can price yeah, yeah. line. You end up with some better Kayak. stuff. Kayak. Yeah. Kayak it. <laughs> so, bro, you should kayak it, bro, dude. I kayak this uh, trip for my family. We're going to. Uh, I'll hook you up, bro. <laughs> so my my cousin works for kayak, <laughs> dude. So, I uh, would always do sleeping bag because you go to places like La Jolla and they have a waitress that is the cleaning lady. Yeah. And that's a growth. They don't do yeah. it. They're I always would forget to bring a towel, and I would walk into the condo and go, ah, oh, damn it, towel. towel. And I got to go to Ralph's and buy a beach towel. Ralph's for a beach towel. Ralph's for a sleeping bag. Yeah. Ralph's for a lot. And hopefully they were Wait, in Ralph's camping. has sleeping bags? Sometimes. Yeah. During the right season. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That Ralph's, that San Diego La Jolla Ralph's, the Pacific Beach Ralph's, definitely does. Oh, I bet. Yeah. They I do. never had a clear uh, uh, like view of how dirty the condo was until I was down there with a girl. And like to see it through a woman's eyes, where she was like, "This is the dirtiest." Like as a dude, you're like, "I'll just whatever." Then I started staying at the Catamaran with my family. Yeah, when me and um, we discovered earlier on, and I knew this, is that a lot of spas you find the nicest spa at a hotel you can find, but Mm -hmm. they have a day pass, and the day pass costs twenty five bucks, and that allows you to use the pool, the gym, all of their showers, and their fitness equipment. Wow. And you can go and you can get. So me, I think Ren is easy and already go down there, mm-hmm. which is like, that's the show. Yeah. That's a true. And who, where did Ari go? I mean, that's like three. It, if you look back, there's a gr- yeah. it's a great show. So oh, the yeah. three of us, I'm not sure what the order was. I probably closed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we go down there. Guessing probably. <laughs> yeah. And um, had this we, epic night out. I think we hit the spa during mm-hmm. the day and then go... <laughs> 
And because I wouldn't shower in the, I wouldn't shower in the condo. Yeah, well, I won't yeah. even. If, I'll use the spa yeah. towels. So you pay the twenty five bucks, and you're there. If you ever have to do this again, it's at the Catamaran yeah. Hotel. I highly. I don't stay at the it. condo anymore. Catamaran, nice. Okay, I don't stay at the condo anymore either. I'll do. Oh. I either drive back or I go hotel tonight for one night, and then I drive back Saturday. There's a hotel yeah. like right down the street. I stay at. Stay at. I can't remember the name. Oh, but it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's like it's so worth it. I can't. Yeah. I can walk there. You can every walk night. to the club. Yeah. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, I think I picked you up there. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's much like it. I mean, for my peace of mind, just to not go into that fucking condo when I was sleeping bags. Twelve dollars for a disposable sleeping bag. Yeah, flip flops. You don't mm. touch anything. <laughs> so, like a biohazard suit. Yeah, well, towels. Condo, snuggie. Yeah. I had to go to the Denver Comedy Works and I bought a snuggie <laughs> and I would sleep in it. Yeah, uh, because awesome. they had a waitress taking. I opened up the sheets and there was a pube. One pube just ruined the whole place yeah. for me. Stripped the bed, went to Marshall's, bought sheets and a snuggie, and I lay and a couple of towels too. Wow! And just fucking left everything there. I was in it for like forty five bucks. Yeah, and so funny. So anyway, I we go down there and Ari fucking um, we go out and with some friends of mine end up drinking a lot. Go to a house party with like college kids up in La Jolla Hills. They're renting this super nice house. Yeah. And take gravity bong heads. Well, when I smoke pot, done. Just <laughs> can't you just speak. shut down. Just shut down. Yeah. So smoking pot while you're drinking seems like a good idea when you're drinking, but is maybe one of the biggest mistakes you can make. If you're already drunk. You're drunk. Oh, yeah. That's a horrible idea. And then you just instant spins. Oh, yeah. So fucked up. So <laughs> I'm wasted. We're down by this fire pit. And I'm just slumped over, and Ari, out of just corner of my eye, see him come towards me, and open hand <laughs> slaps me just right across the face, yeah. just so fucking hard, uh-huh. and starts laughing. And I'm so fucked up, and I, I looked at him, I go, you will pay <laughs> for this. And then set, went to really You're not a guy who would slap. I, I, he, I'm not a guy he'd slap anymore either. <laughs> what did you do? I can't wait to hear what you so did. So I set an alarm on my phone for 4 a.m. in the morning. So yeah. <laughs> the worst time. Yeah. 4 a.m. Nobody wants to get up. If, so I, but people have been drinking and smoking pot, 4 a.m. is the worst time. Worst time. You're like probably... You've been to bed hour. two hours, yeah. tops. Yes. Probably an yeah. hour and a half. If yeah. that. And you've just really gotten into a steady sleep. Yes. Yeah. You're, so you're, I you're, four, yeah. and I, I wake up, and I'm still <laughs> a little drunk. So then I walk to the uh, kitchen in the condo and filled up two ice-cold pitchers of water. Right. Oh, wow. And I... Um, <laughs> walked over to him and he's just sleeping he's on top of his and is this I, the the king you're not in the king bedroom this is the I'm twin in the bed king he's in the twin twin with renazizi in the same room renazizi in the same room okay oh, this is great and i poured it all over him and all over his bed <laughs> and i looked at him and i go Never fucking slap me again. <laughs> That's awesome. And, he goes, <laughs> and then goes, okay, all right, you got me. Yeah, like he just took it and accepted it, yeah, which is he's great good thing about, about Ari. That. Yeah, he'll because he'll, he'll pull pranks on people and he'll do stupid shit like that. But if you get him back and it's fair, he's like, all right, it was fair. That's such a great story. He had a God, sense of fair. Once I almost hit him in the nuts at the comedy store, and he was like, before you do this, realize it may never end. 
<laughs> like if we yeah. start hitting each other in, in the nuts, nuts, it might not stop. It may not ever even itself out. Yeah. That's awesome. Just so you know, like this could go on for years. <laughs> so like if just think about it for a second. He's got a weird like street justice thing about him. Yeah. There's a fairness. Yeah. Which is something you want in a board member. But he's great. And uh, Tom Segura, same thing. You know, re- I feel like I feel like with Dave Anthony, Tom and Bert is also jumped in because he has some great opinions on how we should grow this and not take on too much. But there's a lot of opportunities here and you just want to do what we're doing well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about how this is growing. And now that I stopped, I was uh, shooting this my first week off. Um, I can really sort of jump into running this yeah. and making sure that we we do everything we planned on, on yeah. doing. There's a lot to I mean, it's a big company. It's a, it's a company with a lot of possibilities. I have six part-time employees right now that I'm trying to manage. I That's have crazy. one full-time guy that I'm trying to train to be a Hollywood executive. And it's uh, it's very it's very. No, say motherfucker like this. It's motherfucker. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> Two line emails. That's yeah. all I want to fucking Gesture see. You threaten <laughs> murder yeah. at the end of every email. Fucking end you. You got to say work oh, on it. Come on. God, I really. That's not far from the truth of what I've been teaching this kid to do. Well, it's, you have a hit. You your job before comedy. You fired people. I worked for my parents' family business in San Francisco. We managed other people's employees. So basically, you took on headaches from other people and so if you're working anywhere from a franchise to a doctor's office to a cable assembly plant you've got human resources issues and hiring firing discipline along the way paychecks workers comp and just like you'd outsource to a law firm my parents had a human resources firm that you outsource to so when anything that came up that was a problem I was the guy who I was like a corporate fixer so yeah. if you ever saw Michael Clayton, or the two George Clooney movies, <laughs> Michael Clayton, or, yeah, murder. Uh, if you saw Michael Clayton, or you saw Up in the Air, it was Love like, Up hey, in the Air. Up in the Air, that was my job. That was your job? I fired people. I fired over a thousand people. Wow, a thousand. Bill, Bill cracks up because I would uh, fire girlfriends just like I would fire people and had my pro- big problem with me and my wife I and mean, not to this day because I'm so far removed from it but while I was in the company she would say don't talk to me like an employee <laughs> because I would break down exactly how things are going to go that was one of those things this is how this is going to work uh, I'm going to come over here at a probably late 12, yeah. 13 I'm going to do this fucking podcast yeah. right? and then I'm going to leave we're not going to chat afterwards uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just say, basically tell some someone how something's going to work. Mm-hmm. This decision has been made, and let me tell you what's going to happen. You just <laughs> used, by the way, you, I don't know if you realize this, you used military time just now. You're like, going to come over at 12, 13, like 1,300 hours. <laughs> you used military time to describe the matter. Like, well, no, I mean, I'm at, I'm at 12, uh, at 12, no, n- noon, just a little after noon. I'm not going to show okay. up at noon. You're going to want me here at noon, uh, but I'm going to show up at 12, 13. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah sorry. But I will incorporate military time. Did you have, was there a lot of like sex, sexual harassment stuff you had to deal with? Like, oh, guy showed his dick to somebody or like woman? No, this was pre-people, pre-dick pic. Uh, right. So we didn't have any dick pic situations. We had a woman that had feminine odor. 
We had, whoa, whoa. Um, whoa. and I'm trying to try to think about sexual harassment. I mean, you always had guys that would make inappropriate comments, and we were very quick to be on top of anything like that. And so there's like swift justice that would take yeah. place, and that's what people want to see. Whenever you have a company, they want to see how did you react. Mm-hmm. You found out about something. You found out somebody got hurt on the job, and then what did you do? Mm-hmm. Tell her to walk it off? Or did you send her to the doctor and say, we're going to make sure everything you can't So it was up to you to come up with the solution. They yeah. were like, look, here's a problem. We'd like to tell, we mm-hmm. want you to tell them this. Exactly. And so that's you actually just come up with whatever it was. helped me so much. And it's made me very cold. Yeah. <laughs> he knows this. Um, yeah. but we're working that, on it. We're yeah, working we're gonna, on it. It's made me very cold. Um, and <laughs> I think that's why we get along. <laughs> I, I just don't um, have too much time for excuses mm-hmm. and I want I, I just sorry, I do it with my kids I tell my kids I only want them to do two things try hard and be nice mm-hmm. and that's it and that's that great, really man. comes down it so much falls under that umbrella but I, I don't have any time especially running ATC and that's something I'm communicating to people that work there it's like okay just we need to do this what are you going to do to get it done? And well, I called them and they didn't call me back. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Uh, when yeah. did you call? You know, let's call them every day and yeah. let's send them an email and let's send them a text message because maybe they are somebody that doesn't respond to phone calls. Anyway, I just don't like. Uh, let's fucking get some shit done, and that's yeah. what I think. Uh, it's I'm, like have a solution. I heard a story about the Frasier writers' room, to where you weren't allowed to. You weren't. You couldn't just say like that joke doesn't work. You could only pit. You could only say it didn't work if you had a solution. So there'd be periods of time in the writers' room where there'd be total silence for like a half hour, because no one had thought of a fix. You weren't allowed to just go, ah, that joke doesn't work, or that scene doesn't work. You had to offer the solution. Yeah, I and I feel like because of this gig that I had, it's not only it did it make me extremely comfortable in front of people when I was doing stand up comedy because I've been chased. You know, I've had people threaten me. I'm doing. Doing stand up is nothing, you know. This yeah. is like I'm talking yeah, in front of a group of people. Story. Yeah, people. Um, I I had a guy that pushed me up against the wall, and I was just it was just me and him. Put a physical therapy stick, you know, like a pole, like that you'd use to, mm. you know, do your shoulders <laughs> yeah. or something like that. It like a thick broom handle is what it looks like, <laughs> and he had cut one of those in half, so we had a piece of one, which is like. A mini, thick, a thinner baseball bat, yeah. basically. Whoa. And he put that to my throat. And at this point, I'm like 27, 28, and I've done a bunch of these. Yeah. So I was just completely cool. Like, just so here's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I said, um, a, I, a or B. I go, I have a check in my pocket right now. You can take it. Or you can hit me with the stick and the cops are coming. I'm going to press charges. Which one's it going to be? Wow. And you said it that calmly. Yeah, totally that calmly. <laughs> Great. Tuan, what are we doing here? Are you going to hit me with the <laughs> stick? What was his name? Tuan. Oh, well. Tuan. Tuan. What Twan. are we do? I don't think I've ever met a Tuan. So, yeah, we had a lot of mungs, mungs uh, that were working, <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of people that it was difficult to communicate with. The, the thing that was different between me and the George Clooney character is that People needed their jobs and were a lot of blue collar people. Mm. And those are much more difficult to. Yeah, you know, you're when you're firing an executive life. with a severance package, I could yeah. do fucking a hundred of Rolex those. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It might yeah. be time to trade in the watch or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I had fire. I was firing a guy who makes twelve dollars an hour that has a kid, and Damn. that is hard, way harder to do. So fuck 
up in the air. Well, <laughs> uh, because I what was years doing years was this? This Early? was I fired my first person at 19. Your movie is called Down on the Streets. Down yeah. the Streets. <laughs> yeah. I fired my last person maybe. Well, I'm still doing it. Uh, but <laughs> I'm never going to stop. Never gonna stop. I actually had a dad at soccer. Oh, the guy that you met. Uh, what's great is that we're very close to where my son plays soccer all the mm-hmm. time it's at Marshall. And uh, Kevin got to meet this great guy. You met Borman. The real estate dude? Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> so he's having a, such a hard time with his cleaning lady. And he goes, dude, you're going to have to help me talk to my cleaning lady. And I go, I would love to do that. <laughs> so you still it. enjoy it. Well, you I have do. that gear and you don't get to get it I, let it out. I think it'd be a very easy conversation to have. It, it always is because you're just making sense. Like we have to run this like we have to run a business. This is a business that we're running. And this is this family and this household needs to start running like one. And you need to start uh, working like a regular employee and not a part of the family so you need to show up on time you can't bring friends with you and that's what the yeah. problem is the cleaning and lady would bring friends friends Whoa. what the fuck <laughs> I think she has like a retarded son it's all that oh, she right. shows up with mm-hmm. that's yeah let's put a kibosh on that yeah, that's a uh, tough to find. Tough to yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here with the, with that mess. <laughs> gotta well, just. look, I, as sympathetic as I am to your situation with your child, uh, yeah. we do have the this syndrome is not, bringing us all down. Because but you know, look, I'd love to do. I had to fire single moms without proper daycare and stuff like that. I've been wow. putting her. Look, I'm not doing it anymore because it was very very hard to do. It was hard on me, but. You can make a case unless someone's get and if somebody wasn't getting a fair shake, I made sure they were. So the thing that's is, if you if you like almost it's almost worse to okay firing sounds bad, but it the the sooner this person realizes that they don't do things right and they improve the better. Yeah, if you're just placating yeah. them, they're never gonna learn anything or like improve. I was talking with people at my gym about this, and his uh, the manager was showing up late. You talk to people at the gym. Well, the I get the trainer okay. that trains me owns the gym. Oh wow! And so, um, pretty penny for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, he uh, was talking about. Uh, yeah, I talked to him about all his employee issues because that's got to be tough. I don't really even know if I'd take them on as a client. Trainers, everybody in tiny outfits. It's uh, a weird, <laughs> very weird group. Trainers are a yeah. weird group of people. Yeah, they're they're like personalities. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're independent contractors, but if you're, that's a whole other thing. Like, yeah. you're, it's, it's and they're going to change that. The Fed is going to come in and change what it, it means to be a. Um, salaried exempt employee. That's when you're managing your own work. Right. So um, I was talking to him about all of his issues and they have a manager who can't show up on time. It's like, and he says, I let it go. You don't, the first time that happens, you say, hey, I noticed you weren't here. I went to look for you. What's up? Yeah. And then you say, well, I can't let that happen again. And I'm going to document it that you were here. And yeah. I know it's not to fuck with you because you're on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you're like. Especially if, as, a, in, as a manager, you can't be late. Well, but, all that stuff trickles down. So then everybody yeah. else is late. Managers I, late. Exactly. Late. Exactly. And I want to see, you know, if people are listening and they can, how does this translate to other stuff that you're doing? I think when you let things slide people see that they could take advantage of you and that's like this guy and his cleaning lady the first time she shows up with a group of people if he had said hey can we talk about this can i bring you said who are these people and why are they here yeah but Mm -hmm. if it goes unchecked 
for a certain number of years, months, you're fucked. You can't do anything about it. But you have to sort of be on top of the shit and be ready to have difficult conversations. And so that's another thing. It's like I've, life got sort of boring for me. And if anything is a problem with this, and he, Kevin, I keep pointing to Kevin because Kevin and I have been very close friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, you know that I look for confrontation as well <laughs> because life just without it is sort of boring. Yeah. yeah. And I look to, who's that fucking guy that's the tall guy at the comedy store? David at, Taylor? Not David Taylor. Uh, that's sort of like now he's sort of handsomish, Daniel Tosh wannabe. Um, is he a comic? Yeah. Tommy's giving him a lot of spots. Uh, Tall guy, Daniel Tosh wannabe. He may be like a host. You can see him as like a host on something. Can't see him really acting in anything. And I just rip him to shreds. Tommy gets a lot of spots. Yeah, he main room spots. Oh, Michael Costa. Yes, that fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, When you said I can see him as a host. Yeah. Former former tennis player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so when he first got to L.A., do you remember that? And I'm not yeah. sure if you're in the back of the room for that, but people... I wasn't were, here. Uh, you told me about uh, it. Me and Bill this. go down to uh, the improv, and he's the host, but there's there's sketches. It's like one of those things where they're gonna, they have the screen down, they're going to show sketches, mm-hmm. and... This is, this is how me and Bill Burr became friends, too. Because, <laughs> so we get in the car, drive, I drive, I say, I got another spot, you want to come with me and go from the comedy store down to the improv. And it's sketch and then stand-up, sketch, sketch, stand-up, 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 sketch. And so I walk up to Michael Costa and I say, hey, um, is there going to be a video or they, am I going to go right up? Assuming, and this is me being sort of a... a He's, I'm next on the list. Yeah. And I'm also just sort of dickish, like assuming he knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking, it's a shit crowd. It's Asian night or something. And there's a fucking large group of Asian people. Not to say it could be a good group of Asian people. Just yeah, this large, particular group sucks. Shitty. Yeah. Just not a good crowd. And then he gets to my name and he's going to introduce me. And he goes, All right, the next guy is Al. Madrigal? Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. If you want me to say your name right, you got to give me, you know, come up to me prior to this. And I go, I don't know. He goes, he goes, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. And I am. This is on, all on stage? On stage. Oh, wow. second. And I am just. And I go. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> in the back? From the side, right in full sight. Oh, and everybody wow. looks at me and he goes, what? And I go, you heard me. Fuck you. I go, do your fucking job. All you need to do is host. Fuck you. Get the fuck off the stage. I'm not coming up there unless you leave. Like that. <laughs> and That's rocking. great. And, uh, and then everyone's looking at me. He goes, what's going on? Is it a guy or a girl? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I go, this is my third spot of the night. And I did other ones at the fucking uh, Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store. Yeah. And I go, and now I'm doing one here. Uh, I go, yeah. 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 Doing the fucking hat trick tonight. Yeah. Hollywood hat trick. It's not easy. It's not, not easy, easy yeah. to do. Yeah. Small gr- and I'm up on stage going, small group of people get to do that. <laughs> is it a guy or a girl? Yeah. Fuck. And on Asian night, spend 15 minutes. Do some of my act. 
Uh-huh. Comics in the back are going insane. Because that's why I, I love the back <laughs> yeah. of the room. If I could make yeah. people in the back of the room laugh, I don't mm. care what happens. It's a more fun set. When, it's when a way, that, yeah. like, So people are hunched over dying. He's fucking mortified. Bill's going crazy. <laughs> oh, um, this, is the, this is what Bill lives for. <laughs> yeah. It was the fucking greatest. You yeah. should have seen his face. <laughs> so this guy, then he goes... Up on stage after me, I just spent fifteen, you know, ten, fifteen minutes just go doing material and killing him. It wouldn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> like pulled it on. That's what I've noticed yeah. about you. When you find someone, like if you deal with a heckler, bad, it gets you. No, but you deal with them, and it's like you get a laugh out of it, and then it's fine. You go back. You I move never on and then back. Like, and then this fucking guy. Remember much. this idiot? You still you laugh at that now? You fucking piece of shit. Like yeah. you won't leave him alone. And then do some jokes. Establish myself as a legit. Like go, yeah. go here pre-plan. You know, yeah. once I deal with him, but then go back and yeah. it's yeah. worse because yeah. now as I'm doing my act and just reciting lines that I know I'm in the meantime I'm thinking of how I'm gonna yeah. fucking anything in your act is gonna apply yeah, yeah. to shitting on that dude. Yes, and then every single tangent is. Is, is oh, like this guy. You wouldn't know about that. Yeah, you're, you're a worthless piece. Of piece. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're too poor to have ever been to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Shorts. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, I just kill him, and then he comes back, and he goes, "Ha ha ha ha!" That's actually Alice, a good friend of mine, and that's a bit that we do. And I go, "No, it's not. <laughs> I am not a friend of his. I am not a yes. friend of his. Fuck him. Yes. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That big? That's oh, where it goes. Man. That's where it transcends a normal made all the comics laugh moment to like legend status. Like, no, he wouldn't let it go. He's still in the back. Yeah. Uh, and then I, but I, I shouldn't have done that. And and uh, but again, if I don't do that and I let it slide, and then I, I just. Michael Costa, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I haven't really talked to him or yeah. seen him since. He is. This he's is a good dude. five, he's a nice six guy, years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. you guys both say that, I'm sure yeah, certain funny guy. of it. And I was certain of it at the time. He just made a mistake. And yeah. <laughs> I, because I sort of like fucking with people, you know, I, I love fucking with the audience, and I love just, I won't take any shit from anybody now at all, because mm. not even momentarily worried about what will happen. Well, you told me that early on. You were like, you got to let people know. It's been, we, in La Jolla, especially. Because La Jolla, the crowds can get really rowdy. And you were like, no, you got to let them know early. You're not going to take any shit. So the minute anyone talks, you're like, hey, fuck you, pal. Like, get him. We did that with Laura. Do you remember yeah. when we gave Laura, his old girlfriend, we gave her a... Uh, set makeover in between shows. Yeah. Wow. And I said, here's a glass of wine. You go Stand up, with up the glass there with the glass of wine. of wine. That's what I remember. And she went from eating it yeah. in the first show because it was bad. Yeah. She was not good. And then <laughs> went to killing right away. Yeah, killing. And it was very simple little changes. That. And it was all just attitude. And it was a fucking shitload of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I go up, and that's another thing. It's like, I want to make it very clear to those savages, especially down in La Jolla. Oh, yeah. Where... Birthday I, parties. Animals. You know, yeah, bachelorette. I, they're just you like, were maybe there with me when the cerebral palsy chick said, turned around and goes, I'm not drunk. I have cerebral yeah. palsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I, but I had two fights. Mm-hmm. Actual fist fights. A woman came up on stage with me. 
Yeah. And then I go, and now the bachelorette is being taken away. And yeah. I go, the drunk bachelorette's being taken away. And, and that goes, was that that was that the night where like, and then another guy in the front row tries to chirp up. You hold the mic with your hand. You go, I'm gonna do this off mic. I'm not the kind of guy you want to fuck with. And then the wife goes, Thank you. And then he, I'm gonna do this. Right. So I put the mic away. Yeah. Just like right now, no one can hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, I put the eye. I was, I was back in that moment. I was, I was, and I was so into the story, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Like, you know, tell me. Go, yeah, go. Yeah. You got no, you guys so in the moment right I now. I took yeah. the a mic away, and I said, let me put the mic away. And I held it, and I whispered to him, and no one else heard. And I go, this is like, I go, you do not want to do this. <laughs> you're making a horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I'm doing this because your wife or your girlfriend seems like a nice lady. And I'm going to ruin your night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you give it up? And I said, okay, we're good. Are we good? Like yeah. That. I go, and I went back on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I just picked right back up. Wow. And I said, okay, I don't want to, I, I really, if everything goes well, I want to stick and move and jab and fuck with some people uh, and yeah. everything. I, I hope Michael Costa doesn't give me that fucking intro, is it a guy or a girl? But right, if he right. does, I'm not going to let him fucking just slide. My favorite snapping oh, story is the, the Steve-O thing. Oh, Steve-O. I That's the best. I don't Steve-O, know this I went oh, out. To, I sought it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I this went was, looking for You had an axe there. to grind. You've had an axe to grind with these people a long time. So I have a problem with, and I don't, I'm, look, I don't want to be, I guess, a self-appointed comedy gatekeeper, but I don't like it when people try to do stand-up that just have, I don't like it when actors try to do stand-up. I don't like it when I, I got in this and I feel you like, like, like I like Kevin? <laughs> 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 you didn't think your career would needed it. You were you wanted to do stand up comedy yeah, no, all the I didn't, time. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Where it's like a career, uh, an actor goes, my career is struggling. Like I'm gonna do all they now have is become, fame. Right. They have no career. No one will give them like legit yeah. jobs. So, but they have a little fame, which right. in the stand up world is a lot of fame. So I talk. Mm-hmm. I have this thing in my act where I go and do meltdown. I have this line uh, that. Basically, the idea is I used to be very angry and uh, about stand-up. I'm trying to let everything slide. Now I'm going to try to be cool. I don't want to be the guy who's intense about everything. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna, I said I used to get very mad about stand-up comedy. I go, well, what am I protect- protecting? I go, Dustin Diamond does this. Mm-hmm. I go, Charlie Sheen, at his worst possible moment in life, he's surrounded by a gaggle of whores. He's, he's pagel. He's smoking cigarettes on the Internet. He gets fired from two and a half men. What does he go and do? Stand up tour. Yeah. Stand up tour. I go, fucking Steve O does this. Yeah. I go, uh, okay, how do you think it makes us feel that what I feel like is my life's calling is somebody else's last resort? Yeah. And it fucking makes us feel like shit. Yeah. So I say this line, it gets a big laugh at the meltdown. Then somebody, I'm looking to give you a $40 uh, coupon for the comic book store, and I, I read a lot of comic books and graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And I go, and I'm buying some stuff, and somebody comes up to me. She goes, hey, you know, Steve-O's at the improv right now. <laughs> and I go, oh, really? <laughs> I go, good. Yeah. And I go, I'm going to go over there. Yeah. <laughs> so I get my car, drive over there, walk in. It's packed house. Packed. It's comedy juice yeah. night. I'm imagining at Meltdown, you were looking at a copy of, like, The Preacher or something. <laughs> You're like, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put it down, we'll and then you head to the improv. <laughs> yeah. So I go over there, and right away... Rita and whoever would they put me right? I said they said I said I want to go up right after Steve O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this I is go, awesome. Can you do that for me? Mm-hmm. And 
And then Owen Benjamin needed to go up, so it was Steve-O, Owen Benjamin, and then me. And I, I just said, I just need five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> go up, did the bit, and I go, I, but then and said, did all the Charlie Sheen stuff, and I go, I go, you guys just saw fucking Steve-O. <laughs> I go, he's got no business here, taking stage time away from real oh, comics. <laughs> I go, what? Here, he's here working on new shit? And I look at him, and I go, what are you going to do, staple your ball sack to the other leg? <laughs> <laughs> and then it wasn't good enough. Big laughs. People stood up yeah. and started. There was yeah, a standing they just ovation. Had to sit through they all just that. had to sit through. Yeah. That it's shit. insulting to them. It's insulting to them. It's insulting to comedians. It's insulting <laughs> comedy club owners that condone this shit and put them up is fucking stupid. I mean, it just it goes to show that any celebrity that people would go out because they like to see somebody on TV. And that's why you end up selling tickets in the first place. But if if Paulie or if people like without acts are going to go up places people will still come up yeah. and you know and still you know watch them and so <laughs> i um do that big round of applause walk off like did it to his face now i have to get my keys at the soundboard and he's sitting right there in the booth the new booth don't forget the moranzio part Oh, I mean, I had Moranzio Vance and other comedians in the back room. Just Moranzio Vance looks at me and goes, Oh my God, you are a badass motherfucker. Yeah. You are my favorite comedian. Yeah. He goes, Thank God you said shit like that. Like, he just loved it. And he it. also go, I want to hug you. Oh, Yo, yeah. He just came up with a big open arms. Yeah. Like, let me, so I'm <laughs> high fiving comedians <laughs> as I'm walking out because this is a problem. It really yeah. is. It's a well, there is to. They skipped. Uh, they skipped so many steps. You skipped steps, but also the earliest part of comedian of being a comedian is being accepted by the group. Mm-hmm. It's it's being accepted by the comics, and they skip all of that. It's also a frustrating part of our business because here you have very funny guys without a TV credit that um, have to go out and yeah pay all these dues, but then you have club owners that are in the liquor business. That yeah. it was made very clear to me also early on that yeah, I'm not in the comedy business, I'm in the liquor business. Yeah. So they are and they, they need to sell tickets and yeah, I totally get that. It's a bar. Yeah. So they want people that do that. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck if they're acts. It's no. a very few comedy clubs care about the acts Mm-mm. and the, 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 mm-hmm. the bar is secondary. So, um, comics have But then I see Steve O. Now I'm face to face with him and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I got to say something. And I go, he's just looking at me. And I hear, hear he's a nice guy. Uh, I looked at him and I go, Ugh. raise my shoulders. So I go, how to say it. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Just so you know that the rest of us are not taking this lightly at all. So, there you go. I got like <laughs> Just so you know, just so somebody, I, I doubt anyone ever told him, the comics are going to fucking yeah. fuck you. You know, like, somebody needed to tell him to fuck off. And I don't know why I'm the self-appointed person to do it, yeah. but fuck it. I, I don't care, because I used to fire people. I sort of enjoyed it. Yeah. I, and now I, I knew it would be uh, fun story, <laughs> um, and I, it's a big part of my like it was part of my act, and it's a message I want to get out there to comedy fans mm-hmm. that yeah, this is uh, a lot of people feel like they were born to do this. I had a problem with fucking 
you know, like you, you, so you, Ernst and all those guys at the comedy store too, because you feel like, and you know, Brett is the nicest guy in the world, but then there's like all these jock comics, right? And you sort of feel like, hey, man, no, this is for me. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, this is for this guys. Is for the cool well, the landscape guys. has changed. Like, and I noticed that a lot. Like comedy in general, and and you see it a lot in improv. Is just the landscape of the type of people that are trying to do it has completely changed. It's become cool. Yeah. Well, like, there's all these crazy. kids that grew up listening to guys like Dan Cook. Yeah, and now there's that whole. They're just like a. Di- it, it, it's like a thing. It became a thing that could get you laid, whereas it used to be a thing what? you did because you couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't get laid. So it's like. This a- is the only way I could talk to women. I met my oh, wife. Yeah. Like, this is. I. Just my social existence prior to stand up comedy was. I mean, my friends all liked me and knew I was. And I, if I could talk to a girl for a while. They they got to know me. Yeah. But picking up a woman in a bar off first looks or something mm. like that, just impossible. Not done. Yeah, no. I, if I can't, I, that's why I don't go to bars. It's too loud for me to make a woman laugh. So now you have all of these, you know, cool guys that yeah. could pick up chicks doing this. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You used to be captain of the football team? <laughs> yeah. Division two? Yeah, they're immediately safety? confident on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. that's um, it. It's tough, but it, when you get back to and to bring it full circle into what this episode could be called or is about, it's like um, having. I, I don't know. I think it, it's doing the work of see the podcast network or having difficult conversations. Like I don't take any time to think too much about what I just jump right into mm-hmm. instant. And that's what that job prepared me for. Decision choice: What is going to be the possible outcome here? Yeah, um, and am I okay? Am I going to live with that? So I immediately think of the direction things could go. If I, I, if you know, it's like choose your own adventure. If I, what what would happen if I do this? Right. And what's going to what is going to be the best course of action? And for a lot of the confrontation stuff, I don't give a shit. And even mentioning people's names here, it's yeah. like, oh, fuck, who cares? Uh, I right. don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it already and, happened. It's yeah, out there. It's out there. It happened. I'll remind people of it. It's a fun story <laughs> to tell on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of like getting, people have to stop. And it's the same way I started doing stand up comedy from firing people, is you're going to start, everybody has these great ideas. Uh, and comedy was nagging at me. All things comedy was nagging at me. I have a variety of cartoons and animated shows that I'm out uh, pitching right now. And those were always sort of, you know, in the back of my mind. And it's like, I'm fucking doing everything. I'm doing everything I can immediately. And that's yeah. when I, I worked on The Daily Show for two and a half years. And that's what those guys would always comment on. Is like, I don't spend time talking about... It not doing it. I will talk about it and then get right to how do I make this happen. Right. Um, well, that's what I said. I I said when you came in before we started, I was like, I've known you eight years and you've been exhausted the whole time. Yeah, like what, <laughs> I have never seen you not tired in my life. Yeah, for real. I mean, when I heard you were starting all things comedy, I'm like, what? Where do you? F- how do you find the time? Like you're. You're doing the Daily Show. You have stand up. You have there was a sitcom before that. There's a show yeah. now. There's a show now. I remember well, one of the second like, times then, we went to La Jolla. And not even just hosting a podcast, starting a network. Yeah. One, one of the second <laughs> times we went to La Jolla, I remember you, you're like, oh, I got to get up early on the Saturday, drive home because it was Lorenzo's birthday for the birthday party, then drive back to La Jolla to do the spot that night. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? 
Yeah, I, you're I, taking your that's a B12 shot. <laughs> you're taking B12 pills and shit. Yeah, I, the vitamins I take in the morning now, it's along with cholesterol medication, is just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I but I just want to do everything because I feel like we have these opportunities. I also want to spend time. I have put my phone away. I don't tweet that much because I want to. I don't want to be the dad on his phone. I look at my phone enough, right. and so I want to enjoy moments for myself. And I'm just yeah. like making it okay. Family comes first, and then this is like my career and all the things I want to do, but I don't want to be the guy. I'm motivated by a couple of things. I've had a lot of friends croak, and Kevin knows about this. I can list them off. But like Recently uh, or over your lifetime? Over my life. Well, it, sort of recently. Stand-ups. Uh, you talk oh, about, yeah, it started yeah. with Dan Crawford, the guy I started with. Um, he died because he went to the hospital with a headache, and it turns out he had a, a brain infection. They sent him away because he didn't have health insurance. And what? ended up going into convulsions. He was my best friend. He started, we met at the first open mic I did, and I was friends with him until I moved down here. So that was like six years of talking to, dude, to a dude every single day. He was younger than Jeez. me. He stayed with us when we moved down here. It was fucking horrible. Freddie Soto, uh-huh. who you know, yes. is Latino comedian that was heir to, like, there was George Lopez, Carlos Mencia, then Freddie. Yeah, he was the and dude. B- above Gabriel. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. he was huge. I was his feature. Me and Sebastian would go out for him a lot. Right. So that hit. I mean, I'm sure I haven't talked to Sebastian about this, but that hit us hard. Um, Marilyn Martinez, uh, Greg Giraldo, Mitch Hedberg, Patrice, Mike DiStefano. Like right. We've seen all of these guys die. And it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, just uh, so I have this weird motivator like oh shit i could go at any second i need to fucking cram life in yeah and i have a wife and i have a kids and i go and i do the road and i will do working on another stand-up hour that i jump into right away this is my first day off because i stopped shooting the tv show i'm on but i will go immediately into the tv show's a hit by the way yeah it's exciting it shows a hit on NBC, which is very even harder. That's like having two. That's like having two hits. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people would be satisfied with, okay, maybe we start production in July, and I can have, I could technically afford not to work mm-hmm. um, until July. It doesn't seem like that's interesting to you, though. No, like, oh, that's what I love. What you told me, you said to your team, your agents and managers, like you're like Al's never fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two I did, shows. I didn't say Al's never. I said I'm never I, fine. I'm never fine. I'm never doing well enough. Yeah. There's never like I'm never fine. So I'm still on the Daily Show and going to do that part time. And there, John is cool enough to let me on. But I just did tell these guys that I just said just so you know, because they'll sort of put you to the side and say, mm. "But I am never okay. I want to have five things going on." So I have a show that I pitched with a Daily Show guy um, called "It's an Anti Travel Show" called "This Place Sucks" that people <laughs> seem to like. <laughs> I, and I have. Uh, Hey everybody, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why this, this place, place sucks. fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so right there for us, just yeah. waiting. I've had that idea for a long time and wanted to make it, and then we went out and pitched it. But it, we went and pitched it because I wouldn't leave it alone. I, I wouldn't. I started the. Uh, I copy. I trademarked the Latino Comedy Festival a long time ago. Yeah. I go on LatinoComedyFestival.com. Uh-huh. I've sat on it. I. Um, and then finally, I just I was a contract in my car, partnered with a company to make that, and just won't all these ideas that people have. Just and if you want to start your own company, whether it's a you know cupcakes or whatever the fuck it is, starting a podcast, just. 
do it. Do it. Do it all. Yeah. Uh, because and and try to enjoy your son's soccer game yeah. or T ball game. <laughs> we, so here's a question. You're getting better like, at that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say for like younger comics who don't have um, established careers or something or money. Like they don't have representation and they don't really have money. Like how does how does someone like that start their own podcast or like pitch a show or that kind of stuff. When it's you're not fucking hard. I mean, it's, it really isn't to, to pitch a show. I would say start making a show. You okay. have YouTube and friends. You, if you, if you have a great idea, it's going to be a great thing. If, if I didn't have agents or managers to go to this place sucks, I would mm-hmm. just start, I drive to Fresno yeah. with my friends mm-hmm. and make one. And start. And then I drive to San Diego and Bakersfield, and I'd make six. You know, I drive to all these places that are close by. Love that by. San Diego's on that list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody knows San Diego. And so San Diego might be the first place we shoot. This is going to happen. You can't and even ask me to help because all you'll get is f bombs from me. Like yeah. that's too much anger. Yeah. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, fuck this building. <laughs> fuck that art gallery. It's um. I just say start doing it. There's mm-hmm. a great book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of that. I know Rogan likes that book. Um, he's another guy. That look at look what he's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's um, it's it's very clear that from John Stewart to all the people I've gotten to be close to and watch observe that are successful, they all have one thing in common: is that they're just fucking doing it. They're yeah. they're they're waking up. Mm-hmm. And they're not making any excuses. That's what we talked about before. Right. And they're doing it. You get, it's very easy to start putting external blame on why things aren't. How my agent? I don't have an agent. Yeah. Right. I can't do it. It's that's that one of the fucking, biggest you don't need ones a fucking say. That's why I It's that no, Sarah Silverman thing, just be undeniable. If you're crushing all the time, you're going, like, people are going to find out. I yeah. had a teacher like that at art school that was like, very few people that make really good shit all the time go unnoticed. So just be rad. Look yeah. what happened to... I mean, it's, it helps that he's a charming black guy, but you look at huh? Gerard and oh, yeah. how quickly he made an impact. You know, the mm-hmm. material was good. He wrote jokes for a long time. and He was a good work. guy. He's a good dude. Everyone just, liked him. He just was fucking funny. Yeah. I, I really think there should not be one excuse holding you back, and that's, that's what the War of Art, and they call it resistance, but setting times to wake up and work. I want to yeah. be up and working, and, and like I'm, I, you know, I have my week off, but I'm uh, trying to get up at least by seven a.m. every single morning and start. Like I know this is the business of us, and you, when you're your your own employer, like we are as independent contractors, or anybody is, um, that's that sort of directs their own work. You just got to be somebody that motivates yourself to mm. do a good job because it's very simple to you know take a day off or half a day off and get distracted by life's maintenance shit when you go to dry cleaner yeah i could if i gotta get out of my house or else i start tinkering and shit it's yeah. tomato time uh, i gotta plant tomatoes there's so much yeah. you can get so <laughs> distracted by the shit by the minutia that is and if you think about it what you're trying to do is like an artistic person it doesn't fucking matter mm-hmm. it just doesn't but you're like oh i gotta call the guy and he's gotta it's like that shit doesn't matter but, but that stuff falls into like you have to live a life as well. You have to live a life as well, but and your relationship should come first, probably. Mm-hmm. As and then you should always be, but you should set yourself reminders. I and mean, if anybody has an iPhone, there's notes and reminders in here. Yeah. That um, 
it, it's it's pretty amazing. Like you can set. I got, I'm using my iCalendar and reminders and setting mm-hmm. reminders. Do this, this, and this, and all the stuff I want to accomplish. Right. And figure out what the best time for you to work is. Like it's in the morning. Wake up super early. So this could be called. Let's call this episode <laughs> um, getting shit done. Uh, <laughs> TCB. Shit done. This is called TCB. Taking care of business. Taking care of business. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's get tattoos. Let's get taking care of business tattoos. Let's go right taking now. Taking care of business. What, right I now. mean, was that you? You have a ma- do you have a manager? And I have a manager and agency. Uh, and and I don't rely on my manager and agents at all. I mm-hmm. don't. I, I, I they're great, and they do very good things. And I know when I have high level conversations, you can have a high level guy talk to somebody, and that's yeah. really what they're there for. Mm-hmm. But I don't think for a second that they're responsible for my career. Yeah, my manager told me that when I first got with her. She's like, "Who's that?" Uh, Nicole Garcia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was like, "Agents don't get you. You can't rely on them for anything." She's no, like, it'll be nice to have them because we were looking for one, you know. And she's like, "You need to, you need to make work. You need to like create yeah. things." And How you need about to bring, don't rely you know, on anybody for anything? Right, yeah. I, and just no. I mean, essentially, that's the way. You, that's the best way to be. Because then when you don't rely on anyone to anything and you make stuff, you'll notice people come to you. And they're like, that person... It's like the saying, if you want something done right, give it to someone who's busy. Mm -hmm. Because they know how to do stuff. They haven't been sitting around. It's like, oh, you may be able to get that person, but they're busy. It's like you're in the habit of doing things. Yeah. It's just habitual. You create habits. It was like that when I got into the art school I went to, it was sort of a prestigious art school. And they were like, don't make... People make the mistake of thinking this school will turn, turn them into a good artist. Like that's not how it works. There's the, everything's here for you to become one, but you got to figure out how to take advantage of it. And, and I hope people listen to this and keep it around and listen to it again because, and not that I've said anything, like, but just as a reminder that I think you also have to remind yourself of this all the time. You do. You, you have to kind of go. You have to go yeah, back yeah. to the. You got, almost have to go back to the thing that made you do it in the first place. Remind yourself why. Why you wanted to do this. Why you wanted to do like it, it, you know. I I find that with the times when like do stuff like that you're like oh yeah this is the part of it i loved and this is why i wanted to do it and this is what keeps me doing it still because you can get bogged down in all the other shit be your own boss start your own business don't Mm. fuck around anymore quit being a lazy piece of shit (laughs) and get off your ass so many people are yeah yeah Yeah. well the problem i've always said the problem with talent can make you lazy if you're a funny person, you and can just like, I'll you're figure a, it out. You're a boss. Yeah, yeah. No if you see it, you to do it. You see it with stand-ups all the time. They oh, don't yeah. have a set plan. They don't have a goal. You should have like, you should have a goal in every. I mean, Chris Rock said it. He was on the Champs. He's like, I see more guys at the Comedy Store fucking around, wasting time, because there's t- you get t- if you're getting a lot of spots. There's a lot of spots mm-hmm. at the store, and it's like, well, what are you working on in this set? I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's one tag. I don't care if it's anything. It's like, what in this? Like, I made a bet with, I have to pay Neil if I don't do a new bid every week at our show on Sundays. Isn't that the whole point of the show? <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, if I was like, if I don't have a legit oh, it's new good. thing. It's very easy to get busy. But I can't, like, and... if I don't do it, he, he, no one's going to call me on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, he was like, you know, I know everyone's supposed to do new stuff, but since you host, it's really just most important that you do well up front so the show doesn't suck. And you are doing it every week. Yeah. So, yeah. but I was like, no, a new, at least a tag. I, I have to, because now with the shows does well enough to where we pay people, I was like, I don't get the money and I'm not allowed to have a Snickers. Right. If like I don't, like something new every fucking week. <laughs> the Snickers. And I made him another bet. I was like, I have to do two finished pieces of artwork a month or I have to give you a hundred bucks. Wow. Does Neil? Yeah. Okay. 
He has the same bet with me when it comes to books. He has to read two books a month. Yeah. Yeah, those are great things to do. Yeah, because then it's just like, oh, fuck, here's 100 bucks. That's like they also say, like, you, uh, when you surround yourself with successful, hardworking people, it makes you more so. Or any, kind of, any kind of... Any kind of... Stuff like... If you, if you had a lazy friend, they would never come up with a bet like that. No. No. And they would about, just go, let's I, complain about shit together. Yeah. <laughs> I always think about, uh, to in terms of, like, drugs or drinking or anything like that, there's a great line that Samuel Jackson has in Jackie Brown where he says, uh, Robert De Niro is on the couch and they're taking bong hits or smoking a pipe or whatever. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he doesn't get baked before 2 p.m. because it robs you of your ambition. <laughs> and there are a lot of things that rob you of your ambition. Mm-hmm. And I think hanging out with a crowd that does that right. and get, becoming a pot jock and getting really right. into weed and stuff like that. Like, I smoke pot occasionally, but I don't, it's not my lifestyle. You know? No, yeah. You got, it, the gr- you got to be really careful about the group you come up with and like have a objective view of the group you come up with. It's like... Are these people doing stuff? Are they doing the kind of stuff I want to do? Yeah. Do they have a similar mindset? Like, okay, they're just, it's fine if they're your friends, but like, okay, are they the type of friends that I want to have, like, motivate me? I mean, knowing you and Neil has been a big motivational, like, change in my life because you guys are just on it. And yeah, you, like, so, want to, so, you want to do stuff. So I know I'm, like, held accountable in a weird way. Hang out with those people or be that guy to your friends, I guess. I don't yeah. want to turn this into, I guess it's too late, but as far as, like, a, uh, you know, be a motivational fucking speaker on this thing. No, that, I mean, that stuff isn't sad enough. Look, who's calling? Gene Pompa. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Having a couple um, Chardonnays. No, but, I mean, you've all, like, I, I just remember one of the things I noticed about you that was, di- we went down to Irvine that one time, was you, me, Bartnick, and you just asked Bill Burr to like come down, and it was like, not to headline. He was gonna go in front of you. You're like, yeah, just go in front of me. It's like, Bill Burr is a fucking murderer. Not a lot of dudes are like, oh, I'll still do fine. Like I'm still gonna do well. And like you did just as well as him. But like not a lot of guys are like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna bring down one of the best comics in the country to go in front of me. That <laughs> yeah, was like I the first time. <laughs> yeah, and like I remember that was the first time Bill told me I was funny because the crowd sucked. And he was like, these guys are fucking great. You people suck. I just want you to know this. You yeah. could be better. <laughs> like just shitting on <laughs> Like these guys got great jokes. The kid with the thing. That was a good joke. You didn't laugh at it because you're wrong. <laughs> He's just like snapping. She was all freaked out about the uh, big poppy getting busted for steroids. He was losing his shit. Right. Man, this has been fun. Uh, this you, is good. Did, yeah. Did I cover everything that you wanted? Do you have any other questions for me? Guys? Um. <laughs> No, I, I really just wanted to hear the Steve O story. Yes, yeah, I just love I love the Maranzio Vance part so much. I'm gonna hug you. You're right. <laughs> I have a question when it comes to those those types of stories. Is do you ever worry that you're like, oh, I'm I'm about to do this. This could affect my reputation or career in any way, like going after people. Well, I guess you, know, you make an enemy with someone that could later be. You have a reputation of Al's and taking you shit. Mm-hmm. That is your. That to a certain degree, I know, but I don't rep. even think. Maybe some people don't even know me like that because I'm so nice. I, I am friends yeah. with a lot of people, but I will call. I don't know. I just to a fault. I call people out. I just don't worry about it at all. I mean, I you've regret- rolled up on me many times. Be like, you need to wash your car. <laughs> like you're like we gotta get yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of unsolicited <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, you gotta I just, do something about this car. <laughs> yeah, and I comment on people's acts all the time, and I probably shouldn't do that because I really don't fucking care. But, but to be I, fair, you also give tags. I, I, I remember one of the very first times I talked to you was that because we met in San Francisco, I think once, 
and then you moved down to L.A. And we were talking at the comedy store, and you're like, uh, you're saying something. You're like, I'm totally, you know, cool with everyone doing doing their own thing with comedy. I'm not one of those people that you know judges. I'm like, yeah, no, it's great. And then like, I think the next day we were standing in the back. Someone was on stage, and you walk up. You're like, does this guy get a lot of sponsors? This is, what, what are we watching right now? To be fair, you've been right. You told me to kick my ex to the streets, and you were not wrong. You're like, uh, I saw her. Wasn't wearing the engagement ring. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, fuck that. Yeah. You got to kick that bitch to the streets. Yeah. She needs to get put out in the street. <laughs> No, Put out. kick that street. bitch to the street. That's what your exact, <laughs> yeah. was your exact quote. Not right. wearing an engagement ring. Yeah, that's a little... Uh, yeah, it was a, a red flag. It was a red flag yeah. that maybe someone was ignoring. He's like, nah, fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what? What? Huh? What? What, what now? <laughs> <laughs> the washer car thing is funny, too. Uh, we gotta do something about this Gotta car. wash that car. Gotta wash this car. <laughs> you feel better about yourself. You too, it's true. Yeah, I like washing my own car. Oh, I love that makes me feel good. I fucking nothing. There are a few things I love the drive through car wash. Oh, it's so fun. It's relaxing. So fun. Yeah. I got stuck in I the other day, you know the part where it just kind of slaps your windshield with the it's like the it's like a curtain. Mm-hmm. That part I fuck it stopped moving. So the thing's just slapping my windshield. Whoopla for like over a minute I'm not moving and I'm like this is probably fine, but then I'm like, no, it's not. No, this I'm not like in a driveway with a hose. Yeah, and sure. rat washing shorts. Oh, no, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. that shit. I would do it bad. I love that. Yeah, you can't. Eight it's bucks drive through car wash. It feels like it feels like a ride. It feels like a Disneyland ride, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. They got air freshener, vending machine, vacuum. I, I used to hate. I like doing it now, and I used to hate it because I had to wash my parents' cars. No, oh. because there was there was a work truck that was always dirty all the time. Right. Like, literally mud and cement and all this shit. Yeah. And I'd have to scrape it and wash it, and it oh, was a wow. fucking nightmare. But after a while, it became like a uh, like a meditation. Oh, regime. my father, my, my brother <laughs> sunny, washes... shut everything down. My brother his washes his car for, like, two hours. Yeah. My dad loved washing his car. Oh, yeah, I would start getting... I would get polish and wax and, like... Yeah. Not this good. Feels good. Mm-mm. I don't know why I don't like. It. I just love the drive-through car wash. To be yeah, fair. and well, either way, it's like you know, cleaning yourself up, showering, getting up early, yeah. clean car. All that shit is stuff, stuff that, like, if you suffer from symbols. depression, like the first thing they tell you to do is like go to the gym, clean your house, like little thing. It's all that, but that's it's very similar to any advice about being successful. It's always little steps because people, and that's I think goes to what you're saying is like just go do it. Is people get intimidated by the bigness of it. But it's like, no, what's the first little thing? Just go do the first little yeah, thing. Yeah, just start. Start right now. And yeah. uh, with writing a script or anything, it's like, okay, just start right away. And that's the other thing. It's like, are you going to half do this or life thing? Or are you going to really fucking go for it? Because if you're not going to half do it, why are you even doing it at all? I mean, we're all going to fucking die. Right. And you need to get some shit done. Why not see how much you can get out of this? I want to see what it's like to be on a private plane someday. <laughs> you know, and I, I the people are doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and people, people like we know. We know people who are that, that different than us. This is, I am not that far away from, like, in, I know two people on private planes, Daniel Tosh and Chelsea Handler. And uh, there's no reason why I can't be on one of those fucking things in five years. Mm-hmm. Why not try? Give it a shot yeah. uh, and see what it's like. You I've always said, like, even when you try and you aim for something, they say, like, if you aim for something, like, super big, 
if you even get relatively close, that's pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's more than most people. Yeah, like, like if you're like, I want to be as big as George Clooney. Well, if you get 70% of that, you're really, really famous and very yeah. successful and probably happy. So on a closing note, just to recap, uh, <laughs> go for it. Don't make any excuses and quit fucking just, yeah, you got to just do it and start now. After listening to this, stop listening now and fucking do it. That's it. That's all I got. That's if you're still listening right now, you're a failure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Sure. That was great. All right. I feel ATC's motivated. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all things comedy. Grow it into something great. Keep sticking with us on this all things comedy thing. It's going to be something. And we need everybody's help to uh, spread it to your friends because this is a sort of a comedy revolution that's happening. I don't realize, you got to realize that this is a business built out of spite for those (laughs) who have tried to take advantage of it. Try to fuck everybody. Uh Yeah. So what do you suggest a listener does right now for with All uh, Things Comedy? Follow us on two places. Follow us, All Things Comedy, on Twitter. Okay. And also uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's how you can help. We actually have a contest that's starting where we got a bunch of prizes to give away to people that do both of those things. Okay. And there may be a hashtag that's going to be established to let us know that you've done it. And what kind of prizes? got some great stuff. we got soda streams, JBL speakers, Dunkin' Dang. Donuts gift cards, a lot of video skate games. Decks? Maybe an I um Yeah, we'd love some skate decks. Kevin You've Christie nice. skate decks? Yeah. Kevin Christie has uh, donated for years to my school's uh, fam- uh, the auction, the silent yep. auction. Silent oh, auction. that's cool. Yeah. So we got some skate, skate decks. But uh, yeah, ATC, uh, follow us in two places and tell your friends. That's it. There you go. You heard it. Do Very it. Easy. See you next time. Bye.